Hello, welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've improvised for my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Today's story is from August of 2008 and is the first part of a story about flip-flop. I hope you enjoy the story. just returning from one of his patrols around the edge of the Elysium to make sure that the snow was still where it should be and that there were no singlins trying to sneak in and that everyone was having a good time. He arrived back at his room and he opened up his suitcase where he kept all his joking supplies. As he opened it up, he noticed that he was getting very low on some of his supplies. He had no remote control pies left. He had only the tiniest little pinch of itching powder. He had several whoopee cushions, but they were all starting to get kind of old and getting harder to blow up. And his, his squirting flower didn't anymore. And he decided, looking at it, that it really was time him to go to Mr. M- Mr. McGruder's Pan-Galactic Jokes and Gags Emporium. However, it was already late in the day, and a trip to Mr. McGruder's was a whole day affair. So Flip-Flop decided he would leave first thing in the morning. He closed his joke suitcase back up, after throwing Maybe some things that just, he might need Maybe into it. Just, should just call, call a taxi. Mm, well, yes, but he's going to wait until tomorrow because it's a long trip there. Even on the Cat's Paw Highway, it's a long trip there. So. A long? Yep. You call that a The long? Cat's Paw Highway, it, 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 it's really long, even for the Cat's Paw Highway. Well, the problem with going to Mr. McGruder's Pangalactic Jokes and Gags Emporium is that there is no direct route by the Cat's Paw Highway. The Cat's Paw Highway can get you close, but then you have to use other means of transportation to get the rest of the way. So that's why it takes so long. And then once you get there, if you like flip-flop, you like to shop around a little not just get the things that you know you need, sort of look around at all the new jokes and gags that Mr. McGruder has come up with since the last time you've been there. Flip-flop closed up his suitcase and he put it under his cat bed where he would know where it was first thing in the morning when it was time for him to go. And he went back outside. He saw that the sun was setting. It was spring at the South Pole. So um, the sun still rose and set. Once it was full-fledged summer, the sun never went down. And during winter, there were several months where the sun never rose. It just stayed dark all the time. But... Does it really happen? Yeah, it really happens. Like you remember when we went to Scotland that it was light very late at night? Yeah. 
because it was summertime? Yeah. Well, that's because it's farther north than we are. The closer you get to the pole, the longer the days are during the summer and the longer the nights are during the winter. And if you get all the way to the North Pole or all the way to the South Pole, then for several months during the summer, the sun never sets. And for several months during the winter, the sun never rises. Pretty wild. Anyway, as it turned out, it was spring at the South Pole. And so the sun was going down. And usually every night at the Elysium, after the sun went down, they had a campfire everybody would sit around and they would tell stories and they would sing and that was Flip Flop's very favorite part of the day. He particularly liked several songs and he loved to tell stories. He had lots and lots of stories. Many of them were stories that had jokes in them. So he went down to the campfire. Several of the cats had long sticks in their mouths with marshmallows and chocolate stuck to the ends of them and they were melting and toasting the marshmallows and the chocolate and then when they got very toasty and very melty they would squish them between two graham crackers and munch them up why because it's yummy it's called a s'more i've heard one mm, don't even mention those this story is making me hungry so i've anyway. heard one of those in a vanilla story really yeah well, Anyway, so after they, had, after they had made their s'mores and munched them up, they sang some songs. They sang uh, Kumbaya. They sang Three Little Kitties. They sang uh, Have You Ever Seen a Dragonfly? What's that song? That song is where you take an ordinary word that has two parts to it and you sing it like... Have you ever seen a dragonfly, a dragonfly, a dragonfly? Have you ever seen a dragonfly? Now you tell me one. And then somebody else was saying back, Have you ever seen a horsefly, a horsefly, a horsefly? Have you ever seen a horsefly? Now you tell me one. And then somebody else was saying back, Have you ever seen a flag pole, a flag pole? A flagpole. You ever this seen a flagpole? Now you tell me one. And after they had all sung songs, it was storytelling time. And nobody had a story that night except for Flip Flop. Because Flip Flop always had a story. Always, always, always. Now, he actually gave, he said, I'm going to tell you two short stories tonight. I'm going to give you your choices. And he, he first turned to a little cat with golden fur, just a little kitten, really. And he said, okay, little Didi. Didi? Didi, he said, would you like to hear the story about the cat that first discovered the cat's paw highway and how to make it work? Or would you like to hear the story of the silly cat of the River Thames? Or would you like to hear the story of the cat who thought he could fly? Now, Diana, if you were little Dee Dee, what would you want to hear? I would like to hear the story of the cat who thought he could fly. And the 
that's what D.D. chose. And Flip-Flop said, well, once upon a time there was a cat. It was a fairly normal cat, except for one thing. This cat was an excellent jumper, and this cat was a little bit crazy. This cat thought he could fly. He would climb up to a tree, and he would jump out of it, and with his legs all spread, he would say, Look at me, look at me, I'm flying! <laughs> and the other cats watching would say, You were flying, you were falling. No, I wasn't. I was flying. Well, if you're flying, why'd you hit the ground? I was done flying. Mm-hmm. And say the cat's watching. Said, well, I have trouble doing it for a long time when no one else is watching, when other cats are watching. But when I do it by myself, I can fly. Uh-huh. They said, so this cat, sometimes he... They had to keep an eye on him because he would try to climb higher and higher things to fly off of. And they were afraid that sometime he was going to jump off something too high. I had hurt himself. The day came when he announced to the rest of the cats that he was going for a hike up to the top of the tallest mountain in the area. That he was going to fly back to And they said, please don't do it. Please don't do it. You really can't fly. And he said, no, I have to prove it to everyone, including myself, that I can fly. And so he started up the mountain. And as he started up the mountain, he met a bear. And the bear said, where are you going, cat? I think you look like a tasty snack. And the cat said, I'm going up to the top of the mountain to fly. Why don't you come watch me? And the bear thought for a minute. And he decided, well, after he's jumped off the top of the mountain and hurt himself, he'll be that much easier to catch and eat. So the bear followed him up the mountain. They went along a little further, and the cat met a wolf. And the wolf said, hello, little cat. You look like a tasty snack. Where are you going? And the cat said, I can fly. I'm going up to the top of the mountain to prove it. I'm going to fly off. And the wolf looked at the bear and thought, hmm. Take, try to take the cat now. This bear is going to have to fight me for him. But if we wait till the cat's injured, then I can grab him and run off and get away from the bear because I'm faster than he is. And the other cats from the, that were his friends that had been following at a distance, they thought, oh no, we were going to try to stop him. But now that the wolf and the bear are with him, we're just going to have to see what happens. And so they followed him up to the top. And the bear followed him up to the top, and the wolf followed him up to the top, and they got to the very top. And the top of this mountain was so high that it was up in the clouds. And the cat said, well, there's only room for one up at the top. And so he climbed the last little bit, and they couldn't see him because it was so misty up on top. And after a minute, the wolf said, that's it, I'm going up to get him, I'm hungry. And the wolf disappeared up, and the bear started to chase after him because he wanted a bite of that cat too, and chased him up. And the, when the bear got to the top, the wolf was standing there, and the bear said, hey, what'd you do with my cat? And the wolf said, he's not my cat, what'd you do with him? And they looked around, and they did not see him. 
and his friends who were sitting down below a minute later or two, they heard a soft little bump behind them, and they saw the cat standing there. And they said, how'd you get here? And he said, I flew. And they never really knew for sure whether they believed him or not. All they knew was that none of them had seen how he had gotten off the top of that mountain, and he had gotten past a hungry bear and a hungry wolf, and they didn't have another explanation for it. And that's the story of the cat who thought he could fly, said Flip-Flop. And everybody clapped a little bit. And he looked around, and he saw another cat. This one was a little older, and her name was Reedy. And he said, okay, Reedy, would you like to hear a story? And Reedy nodded. And Flip-Flop said, okay. Well, would you like to hear the story of the cat that invented ice cream? Or would you like to hear the story of the first cat who found the Elysium? Or would you like to hear the story of how cats and fairies became friends? Now, Becca, if you were reading... Cats and fairies. What would you decide? And Flip-Flop said, well, it was not long after... Many of you know that the fairies do not have the letter X in their alphabet. And the reason is because they once had a queen who saved them from a great evil. What? Named X. And they believe that she will return one day. What? That's why the fairies don't have the letter X in their alphabet, because it helps them remember that their their X is missing, their, their great queen who disappeared. He said, but what you may not know is that this story takes place a lot long after X had disappeared. The fairies were safe from the evil that had plagued them. But they were not I think it was, but they didn't but they did not know what to do. They were having troubles with goblins that now that X was gone, the goblins were starting to try to invade the fairy lands. Well, the cats were also having trouble around that time because their empire had spread far and wide. The king of the cats in those days was a cat named Chimichalada. Chimichalada? Chimichalada, yes. He's a king of cats a long, long time ago. And... Oh, I don't even know how many greats... I don't even know how many greats it was. But the problem that Chimichalada had was that his cats were such good warriors that the cat empire had spread so far that when he wanted to send a message from one place of the cat empire to the other, he had to send a cat, and it would take that cat, even his fastest cat, running at full speed, could take two weeks to get a message to the edge of the cat empire. Well, one day, a band of cat scouts entered the land of the fairies and met the fairies and the ruler of the fairies after X, whose name was Queen Naya. Queen Naya decided that she wanted to meet the leader of these brave warriors and she hoped that perhaps they might find a way to help each other. 
And so Queen Naya traveled back with the cat scouts and some other fairies until they arrived at King Chimichalata's palace, which at that time was on a beach. And they stayed up talking long into the night. And when the morning came, they signed a treaty of alliance and friendship. And when they did that, King Chimichalata agreed that he would send his best cat warriors to the fairy lands to teach the fairies how to defend themselves from the goblins. And the fairies, in return, agreed to use their fairy magic to give his messenger cats the power to disappear and reappear any place they wanted to. And so that is how we came to have the messenger cats that have their messenger magic that they can go anywhere in an instant. And that is how the fairies learned how to combat the goblins and keep them out of their fairy lands. And that is the story of how the cats and the fairies became friends. And everyone clapped again. And then Flip-Flop said, well, it's getting late now. So they went and they got some snow and they poured the snow onto the fire to put it out. And then all the cats went to find comfy places to sleep. And Flip-Flop went to his cat bed. He wanted to get a good night's rest because he had to be up early the next morning to go to Mr. Magruder's pan-galactic emporium of gags and jokes. And tomorrow night, I will tell you about Flip-Flop's trip there and what he did and what he bought and who he met. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. Your reviews and personal recommendations are the main way that new listeners find the show, so thank you for spreading the word. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to get in touch via email or social media, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Thank you.